0: So I want to get into the message, and I'll, I want to share some of the uh, vision I've, I believe God has given us for the church. Uh, the key uh, text is found in Isaiah 43. Um, it says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Well, that's just what we did, right? Uh, but that's not what God is, uh, is talking about. Um, those things that we just remembered are things that we give God praise for. As a matter of fact, in, in the Scripture, in the Old Testament, many times God would reprimand the children of Israel because he said, you forgot what I've done, the good things that I've done. What, what this is talking about is those things in your past that does not give God glory, those sins in your past. If, if any... If any thoughts of sins of your past come up uh, to bring you down, to bring you away from God, to condemn you, hear me, that's not from God. God forgives, and the Bible says he forgets. Now, Satan constantly tries to drag you back to the past. Constantly will try to drag you back to the old. Okay, he doesn't want you to experience what God is doing today like Sarah done such a good job talking about. Uh, Let me welcome everybody watching online. Sometimes I get into preaching and forget about it. Would you make them feel welcome today? We welcome (laughs) y'all. He goes on to say, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Would you say that with me? A new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that's what we've been praying for, that even in the midst of this trial, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of economic downturn, God can bless and will bless his people. If you agree, say amen. And I want to talk to you just a few moments with the help of the Holy Spirit, the beginning of something new. The beginning of something new. Now, I preach like an evangelist the first service. I don't know if it's going to return or not, but God is going to speak to somebody's heart today. And God is going to give you something new in your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I feel your anointing in this house. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Lord, you are a good God, and you're doing things new. And we welcome them in our lives Now, Lord, while you have us captivated, would you speak to our hearts? Church, would you pray it with me? Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life in Jesus' name. Amen. We have some end tables at the house that are old end tables, but Patty didn't think they were old enough, so she distressed them to make them look older than what they really are, because the new is old. Uh, Nick, well, uh, this was probably last year, said he wanted to dye his hair gray. And kids are dyeing their hair gray. And us gray of people are trying to dye our hair any other color. I don't know if old is new or new is old, but one thing I do know, God specializes in doing new things and making old things brand new. If you have your app, if you don't have your Move Church app, if you grab one of these sheets on the welcome table, you can download that. Please do that. It's the way we send notifications and But you'll be able to watch the message, do a lot of neat things from that. But the notes, in the notes, the very first blank is God is the creator of new. God is the creator of new. Satan cannot create, he duplicates. The only thing Satan created was sin. That's the only credit he can get for being, to be creating something new. Sin, rebellion, that is sin. The only thing he created, God is the creator of all things new. And we're celebrating our eighth anniversary, and in the Bible, the number eight represents a new beginning, new beginnings. And I believe Move Church is entering a season of new beginnings, new souls for Christ, new opportunities for ministry, new areas of influence. And I just could not shake this off this week. I thought I would might mention the number eight and where we're fixing to step into, but it, God put it on my heart, and this is the message from that. And if God is doing something new for Move Church, that mean, means he is doing something new for you. Would you tell your neighbor with your mask on or without, new for you, new for you. You, Somebody needs a new vision this morning. Somebody needs some new hope this morning. Somebody needs some new expectancy this morning. Somebody needs a new attitude, Sarah talked about this morning. Somebody needs a new fire in their spirits this morning. And I believe God is going to do just that. And in Revelation 21, verse 5, it says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I make all. I don't settle with the old, trying to refurbish them, trying to put some shine on it. I'm just going to create something new, brand new. And he wants to do that for you. And I declare new beginnings in Christ for Move Church. Uh, Since, again, you're Move Church, I declare these same new beginnings in your life and in mine. I declare new things to spring forth in your life by the Word of God. I declare God's blessing and opportunities to come your way. If you belong to him, you have his promises, you have his spirit, you have his word on it. He does new things. He says, now it springs forth, and I believe there's a season of him doing new in you. And I declare a new beginning where the old has been dry and fruitless. I believe that God is going to make a new way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And today, somebody's going to get a new gift of hope, a new gift of faith, a new vision, and like I said, a new fire in your spirit. It's time to quit looking behind you. Stop, time to quit pouting and crying at what once was or what should have been and look today and give God praise and watch what he wants to do in your life. Mm, I'm feeling it in my bones. Where you doubted and this is what the Lord gave me. Where you doubted and pouted before, you're going to rejoice and declare praises with your voice. God is doing a new thing. And He said, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And I hope I can explain this the way I felt it in my spirit and the way it came out in the first service. To perceive means to understand it. He said, don't you perceive it? I'm doing it now. It's springing forth. And don't you understand it? Don't you see it? And before you can receive something new from God, you must believe and perceive. You must see it before you receive it. You must, yes, believe it, but you got to see it. it, it it's got to go beyond your natural sight, and I don't think it's a coincidence. You know, our slogan at the beginning of the year, our focus for this year is see it, seek it, believe it. And I know the banner has been there since the beginning of the year, and you don't even see it no more. But I, I, we're still believing that to be what God is doing. And I think it's pretty ironic that this is 2020. And what we thought we would see happening this year, we don't see happening at all. As a matter of fact, you can't plan nothing today with this pandemic. And But I think it's God's working so we can have some 2020 vision in the spirit So we can get past what we see with our natural eyes and believe on it only and be swayed by it only. God wants you to see something deeper than what you see is what I'm trying to say. See past what you see. Do you believe it and is it in your spirit? Is it rooted in your spirit? Dr. Cho, which is the pastor of the world's largest church, he says, you got to become pregnant with it. It's got to get inside of you until it gives birth. And, and I think the number was when he first started out in ministry, I think he had 30 people. I believe it was 30. Don't hold me to that. But the Lord told him to believe for 3,000 people, 3,000. And he said when he, God told him that faith came with that, and he began to not only believe it but perceive it in his spirit so when he got up to preach in this little tent with, I think, 30 people, he would begin to preach to 3,000. And his people, he said, would tell him, you're preaching too loud. You're preaching way too loud. we are got 3,000. We're 30 people. But he saw 3,000 people. He perceived it. And I'm just trying to help us today. God wants us to believe, not, be not just a believing people but a perceiving people where it goes beyond your 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 belief as far as wishing. You know, we throw that word around. I, I just believe, but it becomes really a, a wishing. But God wants it to get it inside of us, where it actually changes the way we think. I'm feeling my help coming. That it changes the way we think. That it changes the way we respond to situations. Yeah, it looks bleak. It looks bad right now, but the Christian Us Christian folks should have something settled inside of us that God is up to something. He's working behind the scenes. Whether you see it or not, it's inside. He's doing a new thing. And I believe there's some new things that God wants to do in us. Perceive it. You got to see it. Jesus said it. He said, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer... Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Now, that's the words of Christ. Believe it is yours. And I'll I, I tell you, I, I admit to you, I struggle with this sometimes. I struggle with my perceiving. I, can believe, I believe God can do anything, don't you? I mean, we, we don't have a problem with that. God, you can do anything. But God, will you do it for me? And when you perceive it, you understand, yes, he will, and he's doing it whether you see it before your natural eyes or not. It may just take a moment to show up, but when it happens in the spirit, it will show up in the physical. When it's spoken and created in the spiritual, the supernatural, it may take a moment, but it's coming to the natural. Believe it perceive it we will see it seek it and speak it and I want to take a moment to do that for us as a church I see a church that is multiracial with every nationality in existence in our area in attendance I see a church that has multiple campuses all over this metro area. As a matter of fact, that's, uh, that's been perceived in my spirit long before Move Church was given birth. I see a church that is raising up disciples of all ages where children know that they have the gift of prophesy, a prophecy and proclaim God's word. I see a daycare. I see a school. I see a ministry school. As a matter of fact, I'm claiming all the property around us For God to be able to give us the room to do that. So, in other words, the five and a half acres is not enough for us to be able to do all that I think God is going to have us do. Does anybody see it with me? I see a church that not only supports missionaries but sends out its own missionaries to change the world. I see a church that ordains its own ministers that are sent out to preach the gospel. I see a dynamic worship facility that exudes a spirit of excellence to be built. I believe on this property, wherever God wants it built at. I see a worship team that writes its own songs, and they be- those songs become the songs of the house. I, s- I just felt that one. I see a church that is full of the presence of God, which I believe we we have God's presence. I believe it's going to grow, and it's going to be from the parking lot to the nursery. I see a church that's a catalyst for revival where multitudes are saved, sanctified, and sent out to build God's kingdom. I believe and perceive new beginnings a season of new beginnings for Move Church. And you are Move Church. Do you per- believe and perceive with me? If you do, let's give God praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I was talking to Pastor Eugene this week. Some of you know him, some of you haven't had the pleasure. We will have him again come and minister. Great man of God. He's one of our overseers here at Move Church. And every time I talk to him, Bobby, I'm praying for you. I'm praying and believing for you. And uh, I told him this week, I had the opportunity to tell him, and if he happens to watch this message, I told him, brother, you're, you're, my, you're, you're one of my giants of the faith. And if you know, he's been going through a dark season himself. He needs a miracle. And um, he's believing that God is working that in him. He wanted me to tell you, thank you for the prayers. He could feel them. And I just took an opportunity to share with him a time that I went in in my own life, a a dark season in my own life. They'll get that phone taken care of in a moment. And, um, And Psalms 91. Psalms 91 was a psalms that, um, just a, a word that really ministered to me, and, and some of you, I know I've shared this before in a message, but it's so fitting today that God would have me to mention it today, but I was telling Brother Eugene, hey, Psalms 91 was it for me, and man? and there's some word in there that God really spoke to me, and, and he read it while we were on the phone, and he said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach that this Sunday, and I said, well, you preach your message and tell me what it is so I can preach it at my church. And, and just cutting up a little bit. And, but when I got ready to study, I, I'm always praying, God, what's your word? What's your word for us? It's God's word that changes people. And I was led to go back to Psalms 91 to read it myself. And I thought it was just for me again. But I really believe it's for you. And uh, I won't read the, uh, throughout throughout the message, I'll probably hit most of the verses, verses, but let me first just read one and two. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide, or one translation says, rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So that abiding means that you don't go to God just for a need. You don't go to God just to bless your food. It's an abiding, it's a daily time spent with him. It's a fellowship, it's a relationship with him. It's not a want list. It's not just a convenience thing. It is, God, I am, I am spending time with you. It is a daily fellowship, a communion with the Lord. And he says, if you'll do that, you'll rest under his shadow. Isn't that amazing? That you can rest and... And outside of his shadow, there's chaos, there's turmoil, there's every wickedness, but you're all the panic that's going on in the world right now, we don't have to be a part of that. We don't have to be fearful and full of anxiety and worried about what's going to happen, not for the child of God, that we're to rest under his shadow that we're covered. We just have his protection. And he says... Um, and, and I, this is the proclamation the psalmist says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. In him I will trust. So can't you put yourself there today with all that's going on and all of the doom and gloom and everything negative? And we shouldn't have to be a part of that. That we should say, wait a minute, wait a minute. God is my fortress. In him I'm trusting. I'm not trusting in a, a politics or an economy or whether they have a vaccine or not, it's great. Nothing against none of that. But wait, God is my God. And then the, the scriptures, again, that really helped me through a dark season is found at the end of that Psalms. This is what God, this is God's response to that person that dwells in his secret place that says I declare God is my fortress. This is what God says about that person. He says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. And show him my salvation. And as I begin to look at those, and again, these are verses that I almost have memorized. And and when I revisited it this week, I try to commit it to memory again because, again, it means so much to me. But as I begin to pray again about this message, I I saw that this is what the Lord wanted me to speak to you. And in those verses, I happen to count the I wills, what God said, I will do this and I will do that. And it happened to be eight, eight. So I wanna give you eight reasons to believe for something new. Now I'm talking about a new season. I'm talking about a new blessing. I'm talking about a new influence over your life. Talk about a new call. Again, I'm talking about a new fire inside of your spirit, something new, I'm not talking about your spouse. I like to throw a little humor in there every now and then. Too much of that going on today. This is something new from the Lord. And I want to go through them, and I won't spend a lot of time but just on a couple of them. And the first one is, I will. God says, first of all, I will rescue him. I will rescue you. God will rescue you. And to rescue means that you cannot do it yourself. You're at your end. You can't do it. If you could help yourself, you would. And and that season in my life, I needed rescuing. Had a sickness in my body. Could not even see to walk. Could not do ministry. God had put it in our heart already to plant a church. Didn't know where. We just came off the mission field, starting life all over again. And I already had the calling into my life, me and Patty both, to plant a church. We didn't know where. We thought we were going back to Belgium to do so. I've shared this story probably a hundred times. You may quote it better than I can. But I'm telling you, I needed rescuing. I could look at you and one of my eyes would float to the top. I could not see extreme double vision. I could not drive, could not work. And I needed rescuing. And that, when I wrote, read this word, I said, God, I need you to rescue me. I, need, I can't do it myself. If I could, I would, but I can't. And you're a God that loves me. I need rescuing. Anybody today need to be rescued from your situation? God is aware of where you are. He loves you. The numbers of your hair are counted by him. He knows where you're at. And I prayed, God, I need rescuing. And there was a prophet in town we knew of the prophet, we went to the church service and he asked anybody, want a word? I forget exactly how it happened, but we ended up at front with hundreds of other people believing for God to give me a word. Because I know if I give God, if God gives me a word, it's done. I just need to hear from him. I believe he'll do it, but when I perceive it, it's when he speaks it to me. And sometimes when you're going through the hard time, it's when you feel like God has forgot about you. So it's good to have a confirmation from somebody else. And I believe this is going to be that for somebody today. Prophet asked, hey, you want a word? We're down at the front, and Prophet prophesied over Patty. I mean, gave her some stuff that only God knew. Patty's just being blessed by the Lord, and Prophet comes over to me, and to be honest, I don't even know what he said. I mean, sure, it was good. But it wasn't rescuing good. (laughs) Have you ever been there? Yeah, I need a little something. And look, as soon as he got through with me, I didn't say it out loud. And he walked off prophesying everywhere, people everywhere. And I said, under my breath, is that all you got? I need more than that. God already knows your thoughts. Why are you trying to keep it from him? Is that all you got? (laughs) No, I need some more than that. I really feel like the song that came out was God just reminded me over and over again by Lauren Daigle, Rescue. Said it under my breath. Is that all you got? No longer that, that thought came out of my mind. The prophet turned around. People everywhere wanting a word. Proverb turned around and began slapping me on my head. God knows I'm hard-headed. And he said, this is the word that rescues you. This is the, the word that rescues you. Said it three times if I remember. And I knew that was my moment. That was God saying to me, now it springs forth. I'm doing something new. This season is over. It's done. Now it comes. And the reason why I'm sharing that story again, in the risk of boarding some of you that have heard it before, I believe the Lord would have me to share it with you to let somebody in this room know this is the word that rescues you. This is the word that rescues you. This is the word that rescues you. God is doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. And Lord, we praise you for that. Now I can't spend hardly any time on the others. It said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. You have a God that loves you, and he knows exactly where you are this morning. He lifted me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. God will rescue you. Second one, God will protect you. He will protect you. The scripture says, surely... He will save you. This is Psalms 91. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare that that Satan would try to trap you in and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you under His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Nor, would you read this with me, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Well, Pastor, that can't be for everybody. It can be for you if you want to grab a hold of it. Number three, God will answer you. He will answer you. Call to me and I will answer you, he said, and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. God wants to speak some things in your heart that you don't even know about. As a matter of fact, I really believe he's tried, but you just turned because you thought that could never happen for you. And God has already spoken to you, and you just did not receive it for, from him him Satan talked you out of believing for your new thing this is when I receive things that are too wonderful for me to even know and I say God if this is you i receive every bit of it I believe it'll happen just like you said God will be with you we sang it in the song this morning I'm amazed how many times the worship songs preach the message because the scripture says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And the key words to that promise is through, through, through. Sometimes we need rescue and from ourselves. <laughs> we put ourselves there. And God will rescue you even then. You call on him, he'll forgive you, he'll pull you out, he'll bring you through. If you are going after God and you find yourself in the waters, the rivers, the fire this morning, you got to know God is right there with you and he is bringing you through to something new. He doesn't want you to stay where you are at. That season will come to an end, it will come to pass. And can I tell you, when he brings you through the other side, there will be new that he's done for you. The end result will be better than your beginning. Amen. New things. Man, during hard times, during difficult seasons, that God allows us to, to work in. There are seeds that are planted in our spirit that we don't even realize for, till years later when they begin to start springing forth, as the word says, And we thank God for them. Then we can see them, but we don't know that they were birthed back in the hard, difficult seasons. I know you get, the ice cream was not going to melt. He got a refrigerator in the truck. (laughs) We're going to get you out there, though. Let me give you number five. God will deliver you. Just preach that one. We'll go ahead. Go to the next one. God will honor you. Isn't that amazing? So many times we read scripture, we just skip over. God will honor you. God Almighty, who's praised around his throne 24-7, he actually says, I'll honor you. To esteem you, I'll esteem you, I'll set you apart. If you abide in me, if you dwell in me, I'll honor you. I'll just show you you're different. I'll lay my hand on your life. I'll just show you there's something special about you because you put me first. Young people, if you'll just start putting God first right now, you will not believe how God will just cover you. Old people, if you start putting God first, Right now, you will not believe how God will, as a matter of fact, God covered you in ways you don't even understand. It's wonderful to be hemmed in. The says, you're before me, behind me, you've laid your hand on me. Talking about a bubble. I want the Holy Ghost bubble, the favor of God bubble on my life. Honor you, I can't believe it, huh? says he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Then he will satisfy you. God will satisfy you. And even when you're not satisfied with your condition, God wants you to be satisfied in him. That comes from that perception. Satisfy. God, I don't know what's going on, but I just know you're doing something for me. I know you are up to something good. And it says in Isaiah 55, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. In other words, your resources ain't enough. What you can produce ain't enough. I'm going to tell you, just come and let me satisfy you. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. I'll either get right in a minute. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will satisfy you. And the truth is that many times God does something for us and we forget about it and we walk away from him and we fill our lives with all the other stuff that we think would satisfy and we realize it doesn't. That's the reason why we got to have bigger hobbies, bigger toys, bigger addictions, bigger this and bigger... We just cannot be satisfied. He's the only one that satisfies Number eight, would you stand? And God will show you. God will show you. He said, I will show him my salvation. I'm almost eight minutes over, I guess eight years. I go over one minute for every year, Brendan. When we get to be 30 years old, y'all are in trouble. the last i will i love this one i will show him my salvation salvation is yeshua something saved i'm a yeshua i'm something saved and when we think about save we we interpret s- sins forgiven i'm so glad my sins are forgiven though they were multiple sins they were many. I'm clean. Man, it's so great. And the, and the new that comes with that. Do you remember when you first gave your heart to Christ? The very first time and you experienced that newness? The truth is, every time we ask forgiveness, that same newness is there. He said, I will purify you from all unrighteousness when He forgives. But salvation is, is more than sins forgiven. It has also some words to describe salvation. Yeshua is deliverance, aid, victory, prosperity, health. It has a meaning of wholeness, complete wholeness. You know, when you're looking to buy something a lot of times used, uh, a lot of times they try to entice you by saying it's like new. Well, my experience, that like new is never like the new I think new should be. (laughs) It's amazing what people consider to be like new. And God does not plan on leaving me or you in just a like new condition. I'm amazed that, again, I I like to look at car prices. I'm in... Search for a Corvette. (laughs) And why is my wife laughing so hard? I just preached about believing and perceiving. Don't spend none of those gift cards, they got to (laughs) go. Yeah, I got to get my knee healed before I get in and out of it again. And, um, but it's amazing when, I, when you look at ads, uh, it, it says, but this is wrong. It's like new, but this is wrong. But it's an easy fix. Y'all, y'all ever look at ads, you know what I'm talking about. Guys, I know you do. It's an easy fix. Well, my thought is, well, why don't you fix it so it can be in a better, like new condition? I just want to let you know. It's an easy fix for God. But he don't want it to just to be light new. He wants you to be brand new. Let me say it this way. He don't want want you to have any broken pieces. In Christ, no broken pieces. No, that's just the way I was raised. Uh Uh-uh. No, that happened to me when I was a youth. This is what's going to be stuck with me for the rest of, uh-uh. No, 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 no. I just can't help it. I'm a product of my, uh, no, no. That's not from the Lord. The scripture says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, their new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. The new is here. That molest, when you were molested as a child, it will not be brought into your marriage. It's not going to hinder that. In the name of Jesus, there's healing, there's wholeness, there's Yeshua, salvation. That negative that's been spoken over you will not bear fruit anymore. Do not consider that that is old. It is gone. I'm doing a new work today. I believe it springs forth. No more. No more. Satan has drugged that thing back up so many times and tried to keep you from the new that God has for you over with. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray it over you. And I believe it's going to, you're going to believe it. You're going to perceive it. It's going to bear fruit today. Would you bow your head just for a moment? All... That is broken now, Lord, we pray you would heal in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, as we're believing for new beginnings, let it begin in us that is healed, that broken piece, those broken pieces, no more will those words affect us any longer in the name of Jesus. No more with what somebody that has done to us, what they have done to us, will not affect us anymore. We're going to let you do a whole work. Brand new healing in Jesus' name. We believe it today, Lord God. Now it springs forth. We're believing it. We're proclaiming it with our mouths. You will do it for us in Jesus' name. We'll take just a moment to let the Lord do this deep work. Deep work, Lord. Not, not like new. not almost you, you just need to fix this as a simple fix. God, you're doing it today in the name of Jesus. Would you, If you just need that new work today, would you just raise your hand straight up to heaven? In the name of Jesus, we're proclaiming. We're raising it acknowledging, but we're raising it in faith. Ask, tell the Lord, do it in me, Lord, a new work in me today. Do this new thing in me today, Lord God. I proclaim it. I believe it. I perceive it. You're doing it for me today. Today, Lord God, do I not perceive it? Yes, I do. I receive it today. Thank you, Lord. Healing every hurt, every broken piece healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank. If you have sin in your life, let's deal with that, okay? If you're away from God, let's deal with that. Allow God to heal you, to forgive you let's pray it together church if you're watching online pray if you want if you've never given your heart to christ begin today what a new the bible says salvation is today is the day it could be a new life for you let's pray it together heavenly father thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son jesus to die on the cross for my sins i'm a sinner i need a savior Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for that. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.